0: Welcome to the Smart Money Mama Show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money, mamas. Hey there, mamas. I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan. And first off, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a lovely and safe day planned with your family. Today is also time for our monthly mailbag on the Smart Money Mamas Show. I'll be answering questions directly from listeners like you. The questions this month were fantastic and are going to allow us to dive into holiday traditions, self-care, and goal setting amid a global pandemic and all the uncertainty currently happening in the world. For an overview of this month's questions and to download your free Meaningful Money Goals guide, head over to the show notes at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 81. As one final reminder, for these episodes, we source questions from our free Mamas Talk Money community on Facebook, which we'd love to have you join, and our voicemail where you can leave me an audio message at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash voicemail. So if you have a question you'd love to hear us tackle, head to one of those places and submit your questions for next month's mailbag. All right, all right. It's time to get started so you can get back to pie and turkey. Lauren, happy Thanksgiving. What are you up to today?
1: Happy Thanksgiving to you, too.
0: Thank you. I am
1: cooking. All day, super relaxed, (laughs) and probably going to watch a whole lot of Christmas movies. That's
0: awesome. And I think cooking all day is kind of what you want to be doing, right? This is not something that you're forced into in any way.
1: Oh yeah. I have turned down many offers, including yours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, let's be clear. Lauren is in my, somehow, despite the fact that we're two states apart, Lauren is in my bubble because she and I neither see anyone. And she came down for the summit and and then I went up to take care of you when you hit your head. So we are multi-state bubbled. We wouldn't be inviting people over who are not in our bubble. That's true. They stay really
1: isolated and we stay really isolated and like the drive, we don't have to stop anywhere. So we can go yes. directly there. Um, but yeah, I love to cook all day. I'm really terrible at the timing. I've never learned how to do it. So like I just like cook and then everyone in my house like eats it as it comes out and, and we just hang out.
0: That's kind of fun. I like it. I like it. We are also just basically doing that, lounging around and watching movies and eating Thanksgiving dinner. Despite the fact that it's just the four of us, <laughs> Jeremiah ordered a 10-pound turkey from a local farm and all this food. I think it's a way he needs me to make turkey pot pie,
1: nice, which is
0: my favorite thing to make for leftovers. And then we freeze them for later in the winter. And so he's like, well, we need extra turkey for turkey pot pie.
1: I did not know turkey pot pie was a thing. And now that is one more recipe I must
0: steal from you. It's delicious. What is your favorite type of pie? My favorite type of pie? Like sweet pie? I don't know, whatever. Maybe if meat pie is more attractive to you than sweet pie, which would be very surprising, but go for it.
1: It's uh, pumpkin pie, for sure. Pumpkin Pumpkin, pie. Pumpkin pie is my favorite thing.
0: (laughs) I'm on classic apple pie is my favorite thing.
1: Interesting. Uh, Years ago, I used to bake like three different pies. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that in many years. And we have this amazing bakery near us, and I've been ordering pies. And they have gone to like online ordering, and you pick up on the weekends they said they were going to do Thanksgiving the same way. And then they put out a, an announcement that they just weren't going to bake for Thanksgiving this year. I'm so sad. It's They're the most amazing pastries. And now I'm like, oh man, I got to make a
0: pie. <laughs> <laughs> got to dust off those pie making skills, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I need to see pictures of your pumpkin pie when you're done. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stop, stop chattering away here and answer some questions from our mamas. What's What's our first question?
1: All right. Our first question comes from Alice, who asks, how are you both doing with self-care? That's really nice of her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really nice of her. And how honest are we going to be about this, (laughs) Lauren?
1: Oh, man. I like our honesty. And I feel like everyone's going to relate because... Here's a hint guys, we're terrible at it.
0: <laughs> okay, yes, especially considering like what's been happening the last few weeks. I took this is very funny guys. I took 2 weeks off. <laughs> it's all my fault, just so you know. This was bad planning across the board, right? So, I was feeling and I'll be honest with all the mamas here, I was feeling some intense burnout happening. I had a situation several years ago where I actually ended up hospitalized from burnout. And I felt that starting to come on. Like I was getting body shakes. And I think the combination of everything that's happened in 2020, preparing for the summit, trying to think about what we're going to do for 2021 when everything's so uncertain, it was just a lot. And I was starting to feel that burnout. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take two weeks off. The bad part of the planning is that day started the night of the election. And so, for three days, the first three days of vacation, Jeremiah and I just basically stared at the news and tried to figure out who was going to win the election, what was what our lives were going to look like post the election. Then our dear friend Lauren, Lauren, you want to tell us what happened? Oh, I did this in the morning of election day, I, so I
1: I, 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 I did, <laughs> I add into your stress that morning. I was outside walking my very lovable and very ridiculous giant dog. Mm -hmm. She like freaked the last minute when we were walking inside and it had snowed that morning. It was not a big deal. Like you could still see green grass through the snow. This should not have happened. I don't know how it happened, but I slipped and fell and smashed my face on my front porch. Like broke my glasses on my face. It was it was a mess.
0: And let me pause and tell everybody, okay, here. <laughs> Lauren in a crisis, mamas, is like every other mama who is just is like, okay, I've got this. Everything's going to be fine. So she texts me and is like, hey, I fell and hit my head. I don't think I'm going to be able to work till this afternoon. Lo and behold, I don't hear from her for like several hours <laughs> and then find out she's like covered in blood <laughs> sitting in the front steps because she cut her head open. So way to underplay that and really freak everybody out.
1: Yeah. I'm not very good at that. I mean, or maybe I'm too good at it. I don't know. I don't know how you'd explain that one. To be super clear, I hit a spot on my head that apparently bleeds a lot. So people have told me Mm -hmm. since then. And so I was covered in blood. The scar is almost gone. Like, I'm I'm totally okay. But I whacked my head pretty hard. And we're pretty sure I had a concussion, which is how she ended up coming to take care of me on her vacation. Yeah, so I
0: came up to Maine, which is actually, you know, despite the fact that you had a head injury, very fun (laughs) for several days. I got to hang out with your daughter, who is adorable. And so we did that. And then I got home and dealt with, like, some other stuff that just meant that two weeks of basically no, no real break. And so all this to say... We're not doing super well, Alice, with self-care, but my <laughs> point of positive that I do want to like make sure that we cover is that we're all going to have these seasons where <laughs> it just feels like we're not doing the things we know we're supposed to do, and that doesn't mean that we can't kind of restart. And so post all of this, one of the things Jeremiah and I did was we ordered an exercise bike. We haven't had a way to exercise at home really easily. We've been debating this uh, decision it purchased for a while, and so we finally did it. And now I'm focusing on micro habits. And so, for the last, I think today is day six, because um, we literally just got well for Thanksgiving when we're reco- the day we're recording. It's day six. Five minutes in the morning. I have to get on the bike for five minutes in the morning and I'm trying to just build the habit of like, no matter how tired I am, no matter how busy I am, I get on the bike. And so that is a good thing for me. Exercise is a real form of like self-care and just a way to quiet my brain. And so I haven't done it in a long time. And so I'm getting back into that habit with micro habits. We're trying to build the little pieces of self-care. And then the other piece is just doing things that maybe we haven't done in a long time. I don't know about you, Lauren, but the one thing about 2020 and being home so much is making me reconsider all the hobbies that I used to have that I kind of got out of the habit of once we had kids. And so I'm doing a ton more baking with Henry and George, which is so much fun. They're so cute. Henry has even gotten into watching Great British Baking Show with me. And he like asked (laughs) every single recipe. He's like, can we make that one? Can we make that one? What is she doing? And it's adorable. He's so cute. <laughs> he wants to make some really complicated things, so wish me luck, everybody. But yeah, we're trying to reconsider what does self-care look like when we're still facing so much external anxiety and external uncertainty that's just hard to cope with. Lauren, what are you doing?
1: Well, being that I whacked my head... Resting is I, what I uh, I went back to, to real basics. I'm real bad at it. That's why Chelsea had to come make me do it. So... During Ainsley's nap, I, I haven't done it for the last few days and I have been paying for it, but during Ainsley's nap, I've been trying to go nap. Now, I'm not a good napper, but even if I just lay there for the time that she's napping, it seems to help because otherwise I am like puttering out at 8.30, 9 o'clock and I cannot make it through the rest of, of my night. So that's hard. That doesn't sound hard, but it's really
0: difficult for me. I think a lot of women listening understand that. Yeah. (laughs) Chelsea
1: was really shocked when I actually took one nap while she was here. She was like, whoa, I see you're trying. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, actually something I started doing is using the Calm app in the morning Mm. and doing like a 10 minute meditation. All the things have been making me feel kind of anxious. I feel all over the place. I think it was made worse by not feeling well because then I felt like I couldn't keep up the same pace and take care of all the things that I needed to take care of. And then that just breed a bunch of anxiety. So that 10 minute meditation in the morning is is really helping me function. It's calming me down and kind of centering me. And um, that's not something I've actually ever done regularly before, but I feel a nice improvement after about a week of doing it. That's awesome. I
0: love Calm. That's a fantastic app. And meditation is super, super powerful. Alice, I think you probably got more than you bargained for here. (laughs) But I will – We're good at that. (laughs) We are good at that. I will leave you with that small habits and figuring out what works for you in this season. And it might not be what worked for you in the past, especially if maybe one of your self-care activities was leaving the house or going to the gym or something that you can't do right now. I think that figuring out small ways to do it at home that feel good for you is, is really all we can do at this point. Great points. Yeah. And also paying attention to our money, right? Let's like go back to that core principle we talk about all the time, money being self-care, is especially when people are worrying about going into another shutdown, what's going to be happening over the next few weeks, the next few months, making sure that you're securing that emergency fund that you're thinking about your finances is a form of just reducing at least one level of anxiety in your life.
1: Very true. I have been thinking about that actually a lot. This is even more than you bargained for, <laughs> Alice. I've been thinking about that a lot in the ways that we're planning for maybe being locked down again, kind of stowing extra things, places. And then when I did my oil delivery this week, I had a credit and they were like, do you want to apply it? And I was like, no. And so i i they were very confused i I think no one has ever said no. I said, "No, actually, I'd love to like keep that for rainy day this this winter mm-hmm. and uh, she was like, "That's a really great idea. I might try that, so
0: that's awesome. That's awesome.
1: So are you ready for our next question? Oh, I'm ready. okay. <laughs> our next question comes from Sonia, who wants to know how do I tide over the holiday season without indulging my online shopping urges? What else are you all focusing on as a release or a diversion? That is really tough. And it actually connects to part of Alice's question from before that we didn't read out, which was, what are your plans for the holidays COVID style? Mm.
0: So this year I've heard from so many people, and I definitely feel this a little bit too, where our kids are missing out. And so those shopping urges of like, what can we get them that's special? What can we do that's different? That urge is a lot higher. So I can tell you what we're doing is we're focusing more on what are some fun, unique activities that maybe we wouldn't have time for in other years, or that we've just, we're celebrating the fact that the boys have gotten a little bit older and can do a little bit more things. Obviously, George, who's still not three, is not quite there yet, but what else can we do that's new, that isn't shopping, right? And so this for you know, I said we we're baking more. So this has been Henry and I flipping through some holiday cookbooks and what are some baking things that maybe we could try together that we've never tried before. Can we make ornaments with the boys, which in prior years would have just been a mess and will probably still just be a mess. But like what what can we do that's a little bit different that doesn't feel like we're having to spend a ton of extra money or that we're not just trying to replace missing family and missing friends with money because we're very, very conscious of not wanting to teach the boys that there's this relationship that like you can buy love, that you can buy affection and that we can miss our people and it's okay to be sad and miss our people. And we can find ways to Zoom connect with them and, and talk to them on the phone, but giving them bigger gifts. We know as adults that that doesn't actually fill the void that we're trying to fill. And so we're trying to just remind ourselves of that. And then when we're feeling it, pick one of those activities that we've kind of started to brainstorm about.
1: I love hearing about all the baking and stuff that you're ready to do with Hank. I think the fact that he watches a great British baking show is so fun. <laughs> Cause when I first read this question, I was like, I oh, don't I don't know what we're doing differently, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But when we kind of all went through lockdown the first time, one of the things I did was got Ainsley like a learning tower and bought some things for the kitchen that were like small enough for her for her little hands and stuff. It was all inspired actually by an Instagram account that I I follow with this little girl that just, she's such a great baker and her mom lets her do everything. And I was like, wow, like I do not give Ainsley that much freedom. And so I had actually gotten all the things to do this. And then as things go, we didn't do a lot of it. So listening to you talking about, about Hank the last couple of weeks, I've been like, okay, we're going to do this for Christmas. Like we're going to try some cookies and let her make a disaster of the kitchen <laughs> and all of that. And then on the point of her finally being a little bit older last year, she was like, she, you know, she was only one. <laughs> <laughs> she was really just like, Ooh, the lights are pretty. And they're letting me tear up wrapping paper. Cool. So I am actually really excited to like take her outside this year in the snow. So the first part of the question from Sonia, if she was talking really about like, how do you not overspend? shopping online because you're home all the time and like you're not getting to go out and actually have the holiday shopping experience. One of the things I did was make a very intentional list. There have been sales going on since the beginning of November because they all know we're not going out shopping. So I made a very intentional list of the things that we were looking for. And so I've just been watching all month in the places that I usually shop. And I'm like, okay, that's a great deal, but it's for something that I already Said that we were getting instead of like, I'm just going to buy this because it's a good deal. And so some of the things on that list are like angels for snow boots. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and, and things like that, so that we can do some of those activities that won't cost ongoing money throughout the winter
0: and that's a really good point about not having the holiday shopping experience too i think sonia first of all making that intentional list knowing what your budget is and then having it in a place that you can easily refer to it so even if it's like a sticky note there's a sticky note app on almost everybody's computer that you can just put on your screen of like this is how much i have left in my holiday budget christmas hanukkah budget you can see it before you check out that's a benefit but for the holiday shopping experience, a cute thing my parents used to do was a couple weeks before Christmas, they would get a babysitter and they'd go out and they'd have dinner and then they'd go to the mall and like finish shopping. They'd like get the last couple things for my brother and I and anything that they were like, they'd sneak off separately and get anything they were getting for each other. And so I really, really loved that. Jeremiah and I have done that a bit as well uh, for Hanukkah and for Christmas. And so for this year, I'm thinking that we're going to have a night where we put the boys to bed and we like put on Christmas music and we have some cookies or something and sit down just at the computer together and order those couple of things that we need. We don't do a ton of Christmas gifts, but try to replace some of that feeling that you're going for with the holiday traditions that you can't necessarily do fully together. And so one of the other ones is that we read certain uh, stories. We're going to do Hanukkah via Zoom (laughs) with my in-laws, but also we do... Christmas books. On Christmas Eve, my father-in-law likes to read certain Christmas books. And so we all have the same copies of those books at all the houses because the way he likes to read them is we each read a page. And so we're going to do it on Zoom, but we made sure everybody has the same copy of the book because one of them is The Night Before Christmas and there's a million different versions of that one. There are. (laughs) But that we can do them on Zoom together. So just figuring out how can you get creative about your holidays
1: those are all really good ideas. You give me the best ideas.
0: You're the holiday person though.
1: I know. I know. Well, (sighs) talking about (laughs) Um, (laughs) self-care. I, you guys, I like ridiculously love the holidays, but also my life has been insane for a number of years. And so I have not indulged all of my loves. And so now I'm like, okay, what do I actually want to do? What do I want some of our traditions to be, especially with Ainsley? You know, what I did before I had kids is some of those things totally apply. But I'm also now thinking of like, well, what, what do I want her traditions to be our family
0: traditions with her to be? This is actually a great point. So we had Kendra Adachi on the podcast last week. Who is incredible in her book, The Lazy Genius Way. It's like one of my favorite books that I've read this year. But she talks about the pressure that we put on traditions and that we want to develop these family traditions. And so we try to think of the thing, like what is the thing that we would love doing year after, sorry for my kids in the background, you, it's a mom show you guys <laughs> on the holidays. Actually guys, just picture like kids running through your kitchen, like they would be in another year. And, and that's what you got right now. Okay. We put so much pressure on like, what do we pick that like would be perfect every single year? And, sh- and her point is like, just try things. Like if something's fun that year, then maybe you do it the next year and then the next year. And then it's a tradition. Whereas if we try to like cultivate the traditions, it's almost too, it always makes it stressful because you want to pick the perfect thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I found myself being like, okay, well, we have to do this and we have to do this. And I'm like, we really don't have to do any of it. And that's actually, that's actually why when you were talking about those ideas, I was like, I love those ideas. Like, I don't actually know. So I definitely love, you know, Christmas movies are on there. We've got some plans and what, what we want to watch together. Like I'm making a hot chocolate bar because I love hot chocolate. And I found all sorts of fun things to dump in my hot chocolate, which is really funny because I'm a hot chocolate purist, but I love like decorating them and giving them to other people. <laughs> so don't ask me why I do this, but that's fine. But I love hearing things like you guys are reading the stories together. I think you told me that story last year. And I was like, ah. That's so fun.
0: (laughs) It is very fun. And we actually have a whole post, Sonia and Alice, on the Smart Money Mamas site about 50 frugal Christmas traditions. And most of them are things you can do just at home and with your family. And so if you're looking for things to do holiday COVID style, we'll definitely link that post in the show notes so you can go and find something that fits for you. But yeah, I think it's just trying new things this year and figuring out what makes it special at your house.
1: Definitely. I think one of the things that um, I'm super interested in figuring out for myself is how do we do some of the outdoor away from the house things? Like I, I still want to go get our Christmas tree Mm -hmm. that, and like figure out if there are Christmas lights, but up here you get out of the car and you go wander around someone's house and like they give you hot chocolate and donuts. And so like, it's going to be totally different this year. And I'm, I'm wondering if people are going to do it and if they are, how are they going to figure out how to do it safely? They
0: give you hot chocolate and donuts? Where do you live? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So to be fair, when I was growing up in Florida, there was some of this, which always completely freaked me out because I'm like, it's 85 degrees. Your lights are on palm trees. I totally appreciate the hot chocolate because I love hot chocolate, but it is not cold. <laughs> so up here, it's like like hot cider and, and hot chocolate and donuts and... And you would really stand around and talk to people. And I know it's going to be a little bit different than that this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Before we answer our last question, which is all about goal setting, which I love, let's take a quick break to hear from our partners who help make the Smart Money Mama show possible. Mama, let me tell you a little bit about one of my favorite money-saving apps. Ibotta is a free app that gives you real cash back, not points or codes you have to calculate the value of. And I've been using it for years, receiving hundreds of dollars in cash rewards. And today, we have an extra exciting announcement. For a long time, Ibotta has been focused on helping us cut our grocery bills, which goodness knows we need some help on. But now they're bringing that cash back savings to even more purchases we make every day with their new browser extension. Simply add it to Chrome, sign into your Ibotta account, and get notified every time you're shopping on a site that offers cash back with Ibotta. I've already used it for holiday gift orders, and all it required was a single click. Add the Ibotta Chrome extension or download the free app today to start saving. And Smart Money Mama's listeners can unlock an exclusive $20 cash welcome bonus with the code MAMA2020. Extra money to put towards your savings goals? Yes, please. You know, Lauren, I just want to say one more thing about Ibotta before we get back into it. It was amazing to see Ibotta partner up with Walmart and Feeding America this year to give away so many free Thanksgiving dinners to families. I know a ton of mamas in our community took advantage of that deal. And for some who didn't actually need that meal, maybe they already bought stuff or they were going to a family member, they donated the goods to families in need, which is such a beautiful way to celebrate the holiday in a year when so many families are struggling with financial instability.
1: Yeah. It was really nice to see so many people participating in that. I <laughs> I looked into it, of course, like the last minute mm-hmm. and completely struck out. <laughs> but some local friends of ours that normally go and travel to see their family aren't going to be able to do that this year. They have some family members that are immunocompromised. And so they just would feel better. Like Even though their families have been in their bubble, they would feel better at this point not Mm -hmm. visiting them. And they also mentioned that they don't feel like they should spend the money to cook a big meal for like their small family. So since we've already decided that we're cooking and there aren't very many people in my house, we bought some really fun containers and we're going to package up leftovers and go leave them on the porch for them so that they still get to have The Thanksgiving meal without actually like going through all the trouble themselves or spending any of the money on it, which I always end up with way too many leftovers. So this is like a win-win for me.
0: That's awesome. That's so great. All right. Are we ready for our last question? Yes, we are.
1: Our last question for this Thanksgiving episode comes from Emily, who asked, any ideas for goal setting for the new year when so much is still unknown?
0: Yes. Okay, I'm so excited about this. (laughs) Goal setting is one of my favorite things, and so (laughs) that's what I was just gonna say. Like you, you got Chelsea's favorite topic here. (laughs) Um, We're actually spending all December in the Motivated Mama Society planning our goals for 2021. So we're doing like a workshop all together where we're gonna work on our goals. We're doing a masterclass on goal setting, and so this is all top of mind because we're already prepping to start it in just next week. But my biggest piece of advice, especially when things are uncertain, is to remember that the best thing to do is to have staged goals always. So you have your long-term, big, amazing, exciting goal, whether that's financial independence or whether that's starting your own business or whatever it is, right? Or not starting your own business, that could always be a short-term goal. I think that that's something that well, we put it in our mind that we have to be perfectly ready and that it has to like take off. And I don't think that's the case. I think that we can step slowly into it. And so maybe your big long-term goal is building your business to the point where you can quit your full-time job. Like that's a different thing, but you have your big goal and then you have your medium goals that are kind of like one to two years out. So those will be like your annual goals for 2021. And then all your small goals, weekly, monthly, bimonthly goals, monthly, goals. I always picture it as a set of dominoes, right? That you need to knock over all the short-term ones to be able to knock down the medium-term ones to be able to ultimately knock down that long-term goal. And I think in a time of uncertainty like we have right now, we need to give ourselves permission to focus on the short-term small ones and realize that we're gonna have to pivot a little bit, right? Like maybe that big long-term goal has to not change, but when we think we're going to be able to achieve it has to shift a little bit and that that's okay as long as we continue to be working towards the life that we really want. And so the power of small steps is so, so important here. I think I'd recommend Emily going back to episode 59, which is how to take small steps to reach your big goals and think about that with goal setting. And that can really be writing down, getting really, really clear about what that big long-term goal is. And then I want you to just sit down for 15 minutes and journal all the things that you think need to happen before that goal will happen. Maybe it's big things like getting out of debt. Maybe it's small things like I need to know, I'm trying to think of what the long-term goal could be. Like, okay, so if the long-term goal is like buying a lake house that you can vacation with with your family and their, and your kids' friends... Getting out of debt might be one of those goals, but also like learning about how to know if a lake is healthy before you buy a house on it from an ecological perspective. That can be something you could just Google and check off your list. And now you know that you can kind of scroll Zillow like it's Instagram and know how to do a little bit of research on properties even before you're ready to buy. Right. And so have your list of what those goals are. And then have a way to check in in a community that you can come back to when you're feeling discouraged, I think is really important. Connecting with friends that can be accountability buddies, joining places like the Motivated Mama Society where there's other women also working towards big goals. Because when time is uncertain, there's going to be things that you thought you were going to be able to do that you can't. And it's okay to be disappointed. Like I think I've heard a lot this year, Lauren, like... I feel bad, I feel guilty, such a mom thing, about being upset or disappointed when I'm in a much better place than so many other families, right? I have the ability to work from home. My kids can do virtual school, but I'm still really stressed and I feel guilty about that when I know that other people are like out of work. We still get to feel our feelings and you need people in your life who will honor those feelings and help you decide what to do next in a way that really speaks to who you are and who you want to be. What do you think, Lauren? Lauren?
1: I feel like that is so important to keep in mind right now, especially also just in the holiday season. It's always a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. Like even just you and I, like you've been talking about your exercise bike and doing your five minutes. I have been so bummed that I haven't been able to keep up with my goals of getting on the elliptical every day. But I think I told you a couple of days ago, like you inspired me. Like I just went and cleaned up my workout area. <laughs> and then because you told me about your micro goals, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it yet because I probably shouldn't because of my head. But when I feel okay and I feel like I don't need a nap in the middle of the day, Let's just start with five minutes because whatever yeah. this crazy plan is that I had, <laughs> we're like, I'm gonna do this for half an hour every single day. Like that's just not gonna work right now and I'm not gonna feel guilty about it, but I'm gonna try five minutes. And that would not have happened if I wasn't surrounded by other people who think the same way that I do. Mm. That is one of those things that I'm thinking about a lot with goals for next year. Make them realistic and then stay around people that are actually going to be excited and inspire me.
0: Well, we've talked a few times this episode about the difficulties of 2020 and definitely in this question, right? Like how do we goal set with uncertainty? But I want to pull back today's Thanksgiving around gratitude and appreciating what we have. And I think that this is actually a really great year to sit down and rethink your long term goals because we've had so many opportunities. Our life has changed so much to really figure out what matters most to us, what do we really want, and how can we reevaluate our goals to make sure that we're working towards that. I think that one of the blessings of this year is that for a lot of people, nothing will ever be the same, and that can be in a really good way of like, hey, I really enjoy working from home, or hey, I really think I have the power to start my own business or homeschool my kids or whatever that looks like for you. It's just been really interesting to me to see so many people go back to the basics. Like we talked about earlier, going back to your hobbies, but seeing people start gardens this year, learn how to bake bread this year, really get back their hands into what makes us human and what makes us feel connected to our community in the earth. And I'm really excited about what that means for goal setting this year. And so Emily, that's my my kind of last piece of advice is those small steps, but also take a minute and say, what changed? Like, what did you learn about yourself and about your family this year? And how can you bring that into 2021 in a way that makes you more fulfilled?
1: That is really great advice. I think that a lot of us are feeling overwhelmed with a a lot of the things that we should be doing. If you think about the things that happened this year, it has just been a lot, a lot of unexpected turmoil in the world that has caused a lot of unexpected turmoil in all of our lives. And so taking some time now at the end of the year to decide what you want next year to look like, no matter what happens in the rest of the world is just going to set you up for much more success next year. Like I am, I am determined to actually accomplish some of the things that I want. All of that has changed. I think everything's like smaller and slower Yeah, and then if the whole world writes itself and I just blow all those things out of those goals out of the water, then I'm totally fine with that. But it's definitely caused like a a step back and focus on what really matters.
0: Yeah. And keep celebrating those small wins. Um, Emily and everyone else who's listening to this, as you set your goals, find a way to make sure you're tracking your progress, that you're writing down the things that have gone well, that you keep that gratitude journal really important, especially on Thanksgiving today. Yes. All right, Lauren, let's get back to our families and let these mamas go do the same. As I mentioned at the top of the show, feel free to send me your questions really anytime, mamas, via our voicemail at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash voicemail on social media or in our Mama's Talk Money free Facebook group. My friend, happy Thanksgiving again to you and yours. I'm grateful to have you in our community. Keep talking money, mama. I'll see you next time. Mama, if if I'm a buy of his, I go down there as Mama. Can you say Happy Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving.